This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What is going on, everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character. As we do every single week, we talk their good points and their bad points, and we generally just give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. I am joined as always on on Good Friday by Mr. Sean Mean, the good man himself. Hello. I, well, you can't. Well, there's one good man on Good Friday, from what I hear, and if that's me, so be it. Uh, All the stuff that happened on Good Friday, they went, "This is good. This yeah. is a good one." Fucking Good Friday, boys. <laughs> I will say. There, I've actually had a great Friday, Connor. Have you? Because sun is shining. I yeah. went out, had had Eddie Rockets for lunch with Fuck my off. girl, and oh. we went we went to the we're local the best diner. Gal in my hot rod. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have the jukeboxes on the walls. It's great. Went oh, yeah. to the soda fountain. Uh, yeah. Other such things. Went <laughs> Easter egg shopping. We're doing Easter eggs for the family this year. Mm. Uh, and ju- now I get to chat comic books with my best pal. So well, what? Look. Um, here's like, here's the thing, right? Because it's Hero Zero, it's a pretty big week because we would always do the thing that we would match the hero or zero of the episode to whatever was going on in the world. So around Christmas time, we do some sort of Santa-based thing or yeah. then maybe around... I don't know, if I had to pick a day, say Patrick's Day, we would ideally do some other Irish character, unless you're Sean three weeks ago, who didn't do an Irish character and instead chose shrunken bones and a man who is an ape, but also a man. Look, there's nothing to say that Shrunken Bones wasn't an Irish patron saint or something like that. He, he was probably from, from like some Irish county somewhere. Louth. He's from Louth, Le- I'd say. <laughs> They're all from Louth. Yeah. Smallest <laughs> county, just like his bones. <laughs> what would the ape man? Uh, uh, for my, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> 
Probably for my. <laughs> Probably for my. <laughs> fucking just a dig at for my for no reason. Fuck you for my. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a real place. Look it up if you're not from here. It's a lovely spot. Really nice people. No, no. Sean thinks it's full of fucking yeah. people that are terrible. That's what he told me. That's a, yeah, off mic, yeah. But you decided uh, to bring it live on, on mic. <laughs> um, so look, I, what I was going to say was because obviously we're two Christian boys, so mm-hmm. I felt like it was well. We grew up in Christian Ireland, Sean. I'm not saying we're Christian boys now, but well, I'm no, saying like <laughs> we grew up around nuns. <laughs> there was, there's, yeah, there's no option. There's no other option, really. There was no real choice. It was either you were in or you were out, and you were everyone was in. It wasn't really. You want to get a bouncy castle for your communion, like. <laughs> Everyone's a big day out at the communion. <laughs> family. <laughs> so what I decided to do was to reflect the, to reflect the events that have been going on. Um, I thought it would be good if we covered a character called. Thunder Bunny, Sean. Yes, that is correct. Thunder, Thunder Bunny. Bunny. Interesting. Mm. Very. In- okay, like a Duracell Bunny kind of situation is what I'm imagining. Well, not really. So this is, I'm going to kind of break the rules here because you would normally do Marvel characters. I'd already mm-hmm. talk DC characters. Sean, Thunder Bunny does not belong to either of those people and instead was around Charlton Comics in the 70s. Charlton Comics is where Captain Marvel, the DC one, came from. Is that yes, right? technically, okay. I think so. And th- so it was eventually acquired. So DC could probably use this rabbit if they wanted. It, it never, it never again, right? So Thunder oh. Bunny is one of those characters. There's not a lot on them, but I think the right. story of Thunder Bunny is very. It's just really weird, um, and it's. Where I wanted to start with, it's, it's quite hard to capture, like, how much of a game changer the direct market was for the comic book industry. So, if you don't, so in the early days of comic books, comic yeah. books were sold on newsstands, like magazines and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and that set up, it basically kind of caused, the major problems that uh, made was that for anyone who wanted to produce an independent comic book series, first you basically had to have the money to print enough copies to be able to get the copies in the stores mm-hmm. and then take back what was left. Second, you'd have to be able to get newsstand owners to give you a piece of their precious rack space to display your independent comic. That's um, so fucking wild now, looking back. <laughs> and third, and probably most importantly, you would have to accept returns of unsold copies. So, like, you would lose money if you didn't sell all of the copies that you gave out. And you would just have these now basically unsellable comics just sitting around the place. Exactly. Um, it was very difficult to make money selling comics, uh, let alone for an independent comic book creator now. Yeah, like direct- Marvel went bankrupt like six times. <laughs> like- <laughs> but then what changed was the direct market came in and the direct market solved all three of these problems. Now you only had to print as many copies as were ordered. So you actually ah. never had any left over because people would order how many they wanted, first of all. The supply um, was exactly the same as the demand, basically. Exactly. And so, uh, and since there were now all of these comic book speciality stores, Rackspace was less of a concern. So less of a concern because there's more of them. So yeah. now a small print run of an independent comic book could still make money. Um, an example of this, I was I was trying to think of what to try and put this into context, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, yeah. 
they started off like selling a thousand issues the first time around and then they sold like 10,000 second like a small weird idea that two guys just created that just takes off yeah got legs and spread through word of mouth and then Mm. the next order was a lot lot bigger yeah, and so there's there was a big boom at this point in independent comic books, which allowed a number of fascinating comic books that might have been too niche to work for a mainstream publisher. So this is in the 70s, I would say, right? Or in the 60s, okay. 70s. However, the availability of this large market suddenly also led to shit tons of independent comic publishers and comic books just all being put out at once because then there was just an influx of everybody who's ever had an idea now has a comic book (laughs) it's now the easiest and most accessible way to make a comic is just just put it out see what happens and so a number of classic comics had trouble getting beyond the cult classic stage and one of these comics was thunder bunny (laughs) thunder bunny is hero villain like what hero hero Hero. now only has the origin so i don't actually have any stories he's involved in only the origin but just the idea of his creation was what interested me and also it's a bunny (laughs) yeah and the fact that someone had all of like imagination and pop culture at their disposal at the time when it was the easiest to ever self-publish a comic and they came up with Thunder Bunny. Also, I was going to do White Rabbit uh, from DC, from the latest DC comics. Um, she's a villain uh, in the Batman world who right. is two identities, but she can split her identity in two. But one of them is just a really scantily clad woman who's blonde, and the other one Keep is going. a brunette woman. <laughs> and How clothed the bru- is a brunette woman? <laughs> and the brunette, <laughs> normally clothed, I would say. Ah. And, the bru- and that's how you know they're not the same. <laughs> <laughs> she grows clothes. <laughs> but one, the brunette woman is dating Bruce Wayne for a small period, and then the blonde woman's doing like crimes. It's like, well, that can't be me, because I'm. I obviously look like this. Wigs. Look, it's a whole thing, right? It's weird and I didn't want to touch on it. So I thought it'd be more funny to cover a real shit character. Um, So Martin Grime was the creator of the well-respected fanzine. uh, This is Mm -hmm. a magazine created by fans. uh, The Comic Crusader in the late 1960s. And he created some superhero characters of his own. And one of them... His one of his main ones that he created was Thunder Bunny, um, and that was it made its debut in Special Comic Crusader Storybook in 1977. So Thunder Bunny is created mid 70s, and he's like, "This is the greatest idea of all time." We're taking down Superman with this character <laughs> with Thunder Bunny. Um, I, if it'll help, you can look up an image of Thunder Bunny. Um, oh, permission it's not to look up an image. What you look, what you think it looks like? Thunder. Think of Bunny. worse. Whatever you're thinking, go three steps worse. Oh wait. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> The next Superman, Sean. This is the this next is big idea. Awful. This <laughs> looks so bad. A few years later, it looks cha- like a cereal box cover. How dare you? Come on now, right? A, a few years later, so um, why is he jacked? At, at, at this point, Martin Graham, he's doing his own fancy. 
And a few years later, Charlton Comics, which is basically like, it was like DC, Marvel, Charlton Comics. They were all around the same type. There was comic books for, or the comic book companies for all sorts. Yeah. Um, Charlton Comics opened itself to submissions from fans, Sean. Wait till you hear this. Charlton Comics basically said that fans could mm. submit their own superheroes and Give write... Give your ideas. <laughs> yeah, basically, right? With the creators allowed to retain rights to their own creations. What the fuck? Yeah. They that would like, never happen now. <laughs> oh, never in a million years. Charlie Comics was dying at this point, right? Right. And so they said, as a last-ditch effort, everyone just send in all your superhero ideas, and if it's good, we'll make it. You can write it and, and draw it. And you get all the rights, but we can put it under the Charlton Comics name. That is how desperate they were at this point. Interesting. I mean, so it's it's just a last ditch effort to be like maybe one of these ideas will pull the entire company exactly. out. Exactly. They were sure. hoping like a Batman would pop up from some random people. Um, but, but at this point in like the seventies, like everything's every, been so done. Every he- everything's been done. Every hero that is created is just a version of what has come before. <laughs> exactly, including Thunder Bunny. When you hear what his story is, oh no! Um, but uh, Thunder Bunny was then brought in the Charlton Comics. Martin Graham put him forward. They said that's a fucking fantastic idea. You should write an issue for Thunder Bunny. Um, I think more more likely they said, ah, uh, why not? <laughs> <laughs> We're losing money by the fucking. Massive load, right? Um, so in 1980, this is... I'm going to tell you the story now of Thunder Bunny Show. It's 1980. Bobby mm. uh, is vacationing. Um, Bobby's a young a young man. Uh, he's about... I think it's Bobby Roswell, I think it might be his name. Um, okay. I, I'm pretty positive it's Roswell. Um, anyway, so Bobby's vacationing with his family in Rutland, Vermont, right? With his uncle and his aunt. And Bobby's, I don't know, maybe like 12 or 13. And he rises early one morning to read some comic book, Sean. Because he's just like us. He's, he's just, just like one of the people. <laughs> he's just a one of the people, is Bobby. He glances outside and he sees a light on the nearby mountaintop. He's like, there's a light in the nearby mountaintop. That's a, I don't know if he says that, but that's what he's thinking, right? That's what he's and thinking. he's like, first logical thing. Gotta go check it out with my bicycle, <laughs> of course. Oh, he's got transport. He's got this whole thing nailed down, guys. <laughs> he's, got, he's got go faster flames on the side, I only assume. He's got a little playing card in the spokes, so it makes mm-hmm. a noise what light sounds like that an engine. That slows him down terribly. <laughs> oh, restricts his movement so much. Uh, so he bicycles over, and Sean, he finds a spaceship whose sole occupant is a humanoid dog named Dr. Barco. Jesus Christ. Why does, wait, no, why does the dog who's an alien man yeah. have a human pun for a name? Yeah. Why, why does it have a doctorate? And then a human pun for its I name. I don't think that man's been to medical school. <laughs> I don't. And why do they have a doctorate on the, on the other planet? Surely there'd be something else like some sort of other title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there'd be some... Yeah, their, their whole culture would be different. It makes a no different sense. culture. They wouldn't be exposed to the same media that we've been exposed to, so where did they come up with words? Would they have come from Latin? Would Latin have existed there? We don't space know. Space Latin. Could be space, space Latin. Latin, of course. <laughs> this is the Easter episode, just to let everyone know. Yeah, space yeah. Latin. La- Easter and Latin go hand in hand, Connor. Hand in hand! <laughs> 
Um, so the sole occupant is a humanoid dog named Dr. Barco. Um, and he explains his world is full of anthro... Oh, no. Anthropomorphic. Thank you. Uh, animals. Right, which basically mm-hmm. just means humanoid animals that they're yeah. all uh, they all look like humans, but they're all animals. Let's they're not animal, get into it. They're animals, but they walk on two legs and so, bojack horsemen and that kind of thing. Basically, um, and the animal, the the planet is dying due to an axial shift. <laughs> so it's rotating a different way now. It's the, it's it's gone the opposite. Think it's gone Australia. Right. Oh my god. Um, so not even their great hero Thunder Buddy could avert the catastrophe on the planet, Sean. Okay. So our first intro to Thunder Buddy is some fucking dog telling us but, about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Couldn't stop it. laughs> so Doctor Barco, as a last ditch effort, he decided that um, he would instead of letting the noble rabbit perish uh, with the rest of them. Dr. Barco transferred the hero's energy force into a power box and then set off into space to try and get away to find a nearby planet to land on. To to get help or to, like, take over? To transfer the powers of Thunder oh. Bunny from the humanoid anthropomorphic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it, you got it. You know, this reminds me of Connors, a little 2011 film called Green Lantern. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you. Does that remind you of our Patreon review that we did, like, last oh, week? Every day it reminds me of the Patreon review. <laughs> and over on the Patreon. <laughs> on the pa- patreon.com slash heroes for higher podcast. Oh, it's interesting. And you get access Five to quid. loads of different reviews. Loads of different reviews. $5 yeah. a month. You support the show. You get good times. You get invited to all the hangouts. All of that kind oh, of stuff. It's Easter, stuff. lads. The extra stuff. <laughs> um, how- <laughs> We're the worst. Um, however, um, rather than let, obviously, the noble per- rabbit perish, he brings he brings Thunder Buddy's essence spirit powers with him yeah. in a powerful magic box okay so thunder bunny is like a mantle then that's passed down thunder bunny i suppose he's taken thunder bunny's soul if you want to look at it in an evil way yeah and did thunder bunny he got like he gave the okay on this or we don't know but I can right. only assume no. He was he was dragged near to his death, beaten to a pulp, and then maybe against his own will had his soul taken. Now Does I'm just have, filling in the gaps here. That no, yeah, no, I, and I think you're filling them in quite accurately. Uh, I just like it, it, it's a trauma. Like is, is someone just going to turn into a big bunny then? His his fa- Thunder Bunny's family were looking for him. They sent body parts of Thunder Bunny back and said we do have them. Now we yeah, because what happens to leg. the body? Because if the soul yeah. is gone and the energy and the essence and all that... There's no need. There's no need there's for a, the body. So they just sliced them up. There's a husk of a body. They vivisected him. They, 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 they just it ate him, yeah. That's a, and now, look, once again, not written by poor old Martin in his independent comic that he pitched. Yeah. But obviously we're filling in gaps here. You know how every so often there's a shit character and then a good writer comes back like 50 years later and makes them class? Grant Morrison. Grant <laughs> Morrison. I challenge you... <laughs> Mr. Morrison, <laughs> take a look well, at you Thunder Buddy. Well, you haven't heard of Thunder Buddy. So what happens is Bobby, he touches the box, Sean, and mm-hmm. he acquires the power to become Thunder Buddy. 
Um, in order to do this, he just needs to imagine his alter ego and clap his hands. And then he becomes the super rabbit. Um, he repeats the process to turn back to normal. Now, in Thunder Buddy form, he has the big three superpowers. He's invulnerable. He Hell has yeah. super strength and he can fly. Wow. Sounds like Superman but a bunny, basically. Basically. <laughs> Bobby was a comic book fan and took an attitude that's common among comics fans at the time, Sean, in that he found the superhero aspects of his new self loads of fun. But he was embarrassed by the fact that he was a funny animal when he had powers. So he was a bit, you know, self-conscious about turning into Super Bunny, Thunderbunny. Thunderbody, yeah, that's an in, that's actually that's an interesting character thing. It's mm. like, you, oh, you get all the powers of Shazam, but you look like uh, you know you look like a donkey when you turn. Oh, into it gets Shazam. actually that you have another very interesting thing that they never did anything with straight after, and that oh. is <laughs> it gets worse as the more time he spends in his Thunderbody state, it becomes harder for him to visualize his normal self and change oh. back. Thus, Thunder Bunny action, although it is fun, basically meant that he'd be stuck that way for good one day because the more he changes, the harder it is to change back. See, that's really good. That's really, and it's like a sacrifice then whenever he does heroic. There's a character in Invincible called uh, Monster Girl, and every time she turns into the monster form, when she turns back to human, she's younger. So she's aging in reverse. Oh. Uh, and so now she's like this. She has the body of a nine-year-old, but she can just transform into like this huge, massive monster. But like she has a set number of times that she can ever do this. That See, I lo- look, these characters, they are a bit of, there are tropes, but they're fucking great. I love a character yeah. that's like, you get all these powers, but it nearly kills you. And like you're slowly dying every time yeah. you change. Like Jane Foster's Thor takes all the chemo out of her body and so she's dying of cancer like yes it makes the heroics more more of a like sacrifice and it shows how good they are or i mean this is probably the reference you're thinking of in power rangers Lightspeed rescue of course the white yeah, ranger rescue. had a tattoo of a dragon on his back that the bad people Fucking put right rad. And, and every time he put <laughs> every time he morphed he slowly died somehow. I don't know how the, the tattoo would move further up his back to his brain. Oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> I found my favourite Power Rangers, Connor. <laughs> yes! Power Rangers Lightspeed Rescue. That one we can watch for the Patreon, of course. See, the reason why I know that is because my old VHS video store used to sell that one like double episode bill in a VHS and I rented that shit out boys I, so oh I, I did. bet you did I, bet I went from Mighty Morphin and they just had that one week and I was just like I'll take that thanks I'll very much <laughs> I'll have that um, so um, Bobby returns to Boston and he's well equipped to fight crime being invulnerable to bullets able to fly and possessing super strength there is just one catch as the longer he remains Thunder Bunny the more difficult it becomes to become Bobby again um, right. so this is where the story ends Sean that is his origin it's all um, we need it's all Martin came up put, with it we've put all the pieces in place yeah. and you figure it out yourself 
Charlton Comics, you can do with that what you want, right? So obviously, yeah. uh, Martin Graham, he was playing with a number of tropes. First and foremost, of course, the standard Captain Marvel concept of Billy Batson switching places with superpowered man um yep. so there's even thunder in thunder buddy's name <laughs> which i mean yeah. what's on captain marvel's chest uh, or shazam's chest i should say a lightning bolt lightning bolt that's they're different however th- there's also the funny animal aspect of having this powerful alien be a talking buddy whose design was very much in the classic style of like the classic funny animals of the comic books like mighty mouse yeah. Um, so he basically combined those two tropes into his one hero. Um, however, after one more appearance in Charlton's Bullseye number 10, uh, it was basically cancelled <laughs> immediately. <laughs> the money from the sales of the comic books uh, did not go very well, and Charlton Comic Books was basically losing money by the truckload at this point. Um, and they told them, sorry, we can no longer print these stories. Right. So is this is this owned by anyone now at this point, or is Thunder Bunny? Oh, hang on. So Archie Comics, uh, they basically did this last ditch effort. They were going to have a superhero line of comics called Red Circle Comics, with um, the Mighty Crusaders characters being the main draw. Do you know who the Mighty Crusaders are? You don't. What a draw! <laughs> right? Never heard of them. Never so, heard of them. In fact, sounds like tell- the Avengers, but shit. That's basically. Um, so Graham brought the character to to this story and they basically did Thunder Buddy number one he had his own comic book series it came out in 1984 they had one issue and then then, although after the one issue his idea was that the second issue of Thunder Buddy was going to be the one where he meets the and remember the mighty crusaders they're the big crusaders so he's thinking second issue Thunder Buddy he big team up. <laughs> We've had two issues. Big team up. Right? <laughs> Slap him in. It's it's basically like the Batman versus Superman. We don't need any pretense. Just like have the big team up. Don't have any build up. Don't have any story. Just he pops up. Don't develop any characters. None nah, of that. It's fine. People like team up movies. And so his next story was for episode number two, aliens were going to come to Earth, mighty crusaders were going to try and help, and Thunder Buddy would show up, and they'd all work together and defeat the aliens, and everybody would be happy. However, Archie Comics did not know whether they wanted to do another Thunder Buddy, and told them (laughs) they wanted to make it more family-friendly. They wanted to have a light-hearted, less serious version of the character. Um, Because... and so Martin says, um, I don't really want to do a less serious version. I think this is a good idea. They said, how we get the kids involved? We've got a buddy who's just kind of, I don't know, stopping very minor crimes. Um, their idea was that Bobby Caswell, sorry, Bobby Caswell yeah. would be roaming around. He, this is their idea that they gave Martin. Um, that Bobby Caswell would be roaming around, he'd see a kid with a lemonade store, some other people are trying to bully him, so he turns into Thunder Buddy, and he chases the bullies away, and then he buys some lemonade, and that's the end of the story. <laughs> that's like a Dennis the Menace storyline. <laughs> yeah, that's what they wanted. They just want, oh, just the safest child friend. It- like, he's way cooler if he looks like that, but he's, he fights horrible crime. <laughs> like, 
he's tracking down murderers and shit, but he has the head of a bunny rabbit. That's so there the was fun a big stuff. there was a big debate between Martin and his artist, and they were like, "Do you want to do this? Because obviously we get to keep being paid, but mm-hmm. at the same soul. time, it's yeah, it's a real shit idea that I think we'll probably give up on." Um, Martin initially agreed to it. Um, his artist said, are you sure? He said, no, it's fucking garbage. I really don't want to do it. And, and then the two of them said, okay, fuck you. Archie Comics, we're not doing it anymore. His artist still was presumably like, I'm a good artist. I will get other work. Yeah. Um, now, Archie Comics did actually publish the second issue eventually. Um, but it didn't happen in Thunder Bunny number two. I think it was like an add-on to like some other comic. Like I think it was called Br- Blue Ribbon Comics. They just like threw it in at the end. Thunder Bunny teams up with the Mighty Crusaders. This Thunder Bunny finished. Um, just the end. We never hear from Archie, him again. Archie abandoned superheroes again. And Thunder Bunny's next publisher, he went to Warp Graphics, um, which was okay. basically self-publishing. Um, and their their first issue came out in 85. It was Thunder Buddy's first appearance in black and white. And the first two issues were published magazine-sized. Then he went to Apple's pre- Apple Press's last issue. Um, and then he finished off in Warp Graphics Annual 1988, just making one final appearance. Thunder Buddy was not picked up by any other publisher, so that was the end of him. He never did get stuck that way permanently, because they only ever got one story. <laughs> That's... It's kind of heartbreaking how long he just kept limping along, this character. Seven years. <laughs> Seven limping. years. Just... No one wants him. He's not good. But but he keeps being just shopped around to various production houses. I, I, you know what? I, we've covered a lot of shit characters in DC and Marvel. I'm very surprised they didn't buy this idea up. Because, I mean, it is cliche. It is yeah. dumb. But it's better than some of the shit that we've talked about here. Oh, 100%. And like, I'm, I'm really surprised that like DC didn't buy it out as like, let's have a character for the Easter issue of mm. Superman or whatever like that and just like have him technically exist in the universe but he doesn't have a his like there's no reason he needs a comic all on his own you know but he's but he's slowly changing Sean that's the draw that's why but that's why you bring him in you have him in a few Easter things then you give him a little mini run after maybe two or three years oh, being like good. here's Thunder Bunny's deal you know yeah and it's this yeah. tragic backstory that you write in after the fact and like it was all set up the problem was he just joined Charlton Comics at their like dying days like they just they didn't yeah. have any clue they didn't have an idea it basically like he was coming up and he joined the absolute worst team like the worst sports team ever and they were like going bankrupt <laughs> it's like yeah it's like he, he like his plane was crashing and he parachuted out and he landed on the titanic <laughs> Yes! Oh, fuck! <laughs> oh, oh <no>. dear! <laughs> My big break! <laughs> Why are they carrying out those filing cabinets? <laughs> but, like, look, it's dumb, but I, I prefer a character like this who failed because of, like, everything going wrong rather than, you know, 
the just the terrible DC and Marvel characters that we talk about who are just terrible. And you know what? I like Martin. Martin tried his hardest to get Thunder Bunny off the ground. And even when they were like, we want to make him simple, he was like, no, fuck you. Yeah. I don't want to do that. This is a good idea. It's not what Thunder Bunny's about. <laughs> also, I think he knew, like, he was like, you're going under anyway. And if I change him and we go bankrupt, then he's ruined forever. Whereas I suppose yeah. in that, like... I can see his logic that, like, if I don't change him, maybe somebody will take the chance and pick him up. But the minute I take away everything and just make him, like, a child's, like, magazine hero, then he's done. Like, nobody's going to touch him. He just becomes, like, super-powered Garfield at that point. Where it's just, like, he's just there for light entertainment. You can't actually tell a story. And I wanted to cover Thunder Bunny because, of course, the weekend it's in it. We all get chocolate eggs on Sunday, I think. I'm um, pretty positive. Um, what, what egg have you gotten? Uh, so we did uh, sh- uh, egg shopping for uh, Orla's family because we're going up to them for Easter. Uh, got mm. a Bailey's egg for the grown-ups. Uh, got, uh, and then for her brother, got a, it's like a Kit Kat egg, right? You're going to love this. Kit Kat chunky egg, two Kit Kat bars, half and half white chocolate and regular chocolate on the egg. What? Yeah. What? Best of both worlds. See, you said you know you're going to like that, but you know that I don't really like chocolate. No, so, that's the thing, so... <laughs> I'll get you, like, a few jellies, maybe. I you actually few... I actually don't have an egg. <laughs> you don't... You, like, I, I didn't buy... We're not doing eggs, because, like, there'd be enough fucking chocolate around. Like... Yeah. I'm, maybe I'm getting old, Connor, because, I, like, I used to be a demon for chocolate, as you well know. I do know that. I do know getting that. too sweet for me these days, Just, you know. I'm... <laughs> Give me a sausage roll or something. Give me a bag of chips. A bag, big chips, bag salt of and vinegar. Chips. That's what I'd rather now to unwrap on Easter morning or Christmas morning, even. <laughs> I I just yeah I I more if give me a jelly bean egg. Is there some sort of massive giant jelly bean egg that I could have? I saw a man on TikTok who made. Uh, he took Heinz beans, but he just made one big bean that fits in the can. <laughs> so if we could do something like that for a jelly bean, a I'll massive wine gum, a wine gum egg. <sighs> Wine gum is be oh have it on like a cake stand and you have to cut into it. You got that right. Mess you're, that yeah, you I think you're just making gigantic a gigantic piece of jelly, but I think it would have to be more solid. It had to be wine gum. You do, what you want to do? Yeah, like two packs of gelatin for the one amount of water, and then it's like this really tough thing. You pour a load of vodka into it, then you get torn. <laughs> get fucking shit faced. <laughs> Looks what they would have wanted. They being the apostles. <laughs> I think that's it for this report of Thunder Bunny, you know, Sean. Connor, I genuinely enjoyed learning about Thunder Bunny today. I just, Thanks, I, I felt like there wasn't, there, I had no origins, so I thought it'd be more interesting in talking about the whole idea behind the creation and what was going on in comic books at the time in terms of independent comic books. That's like, uh, sometimes that's more interesting as well, like, mm. to, to just hear the process of how it was made. Uh, like that TV show, how it's made. Uh, would you like me like to that TV show, there? Power Rangers, Lightspeed Rescue. <laughs> like that TV show, Prison Break. <laughs> <laughs> he had all those tattoos. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, Friday with another Hero or Zero, and over on the Patreon, we will be putting up more and more content over there. Big shout-outs to everyone who does support us over on Patreon. Really couldn't do the show without you all. Hope you all have a good time and enjoy things like the Green Lantern review that we put up. 
Link to that is in the description. Also is the merch store, heroesforhire.e forward slash shop. Twitter is at heroesforhirepod, the four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Development's discussion group. Instagram is heroesforhirepodcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. I think that's about it, Connor. I think so, so I've been Connor Lawler. I've been Sean Bean. And we shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. 